0: Hannah and Eric have been podcasting for these past two years. Let's all kick back and have a quick three beers.
1: <laughs> thank you for tuning in to Hannah and Eric was Go Birding. That a tricky birding.
0: one,
1: huh? I, I, didn't, I didn't think you'd go for it. Um, thank you for tuning in to Hannah and Eric Go Birding, a podcast by birders for birders.
0: I'm Hannah and he's Eric.
1: And we created this podcast to share adventures, sometimes misadventures, and opinions that we have on birding topics. We are definitely not experts. Anything that we discuss that might be controversial, we want you to remember, there are our own opinions, and they might be different from yours. So, a bunch, bunch of stuff happened recently. Something that I thought was interesting in the news. Well, it's not in the actual news. It's in Hannah and Eric life news. Um, the One of the guys from... Re- news
0: of our lives. N- news of our
1: lives. Um, one of the guys from uh, Non-Retired Burgers, Matt, he... Happened to be in the area, and he he swung by, and we hung out and chatted for a little bit. He went out and got some tufted puffins and pigeon guillemots, and all the fun things out at Haystack Rock.
0: Yeah, it was super cool. It was, I I forgot how many people just like swing by in the summer and say hi, and that's always um, that's always a good time because we're so busy, you know, running a hotel. That we don't get as much time to get out and bird as we'd like to. So it's nice when somebody stops by and we can just like...
1: We can bird vicariously through what they saw that day. Well,
0: and we can delve into it and like we don't see a whole lot of birders, um, you know, here in in Cannon Beach. Because they usually like just go to Haystack Rock and then like get out of here yeah so it's fun to to talk with some birders you know that we have mutual friends and like you know mutual experiences so yeah that's yeah that's really cool yeah so thank nice. you matt for stopping by it was nice to see you
1: yeah and if anyone else swings by a cannon beach like we're 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 open to chat for a few minutes we may not be able to go out and go burning or anything but we're, we're open to swing by we can we can point out some secret places that aren't really that secret to go find some birds but like haystack can, rock
0: we can get you on tufted puffins if you're here before august
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> which um, we went out and saw some tufted puffins recently. So we that did. was a lot of fun. Yeah. We got um, some really cool behaviors filmed uh, w- because we were coscoping, So I had my phone attached to our coascope, and it was so cool to watch them. I don't know what the appropriate like term is for what they were doing, but it was, I want to call it like bill slapping. It it was it was bill slapping. I guess it's like you know what, we, what else
1: would you call it? I mean, what could you call it? Like, I don't know. Sword fighting? Like, I don't
0: know. But, like, I mean, you, you guys have probably seen, like, when Albatross, they, like, smack their bills together. It's not, like, hard or anything. It's, like, more of a tactile thing. They're, like, kissing, basically, in the way birds can.
1: Birds don't have lips. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. But there's no lips on birds. So.
0: I wonder if there are, and we just don't know. They're like, the edge. Her- like, the edge of their lips. Maybe they do have lips. They're just not as, um...
1: They're not as just full and poofy as ours.
0: Moveable as ours <laughs> are. <laughs> Anyways, so we got a video of them, like, touching bills, so that was really cool. Yeah, there's
1: was there there's been a lot of, um, like, exciting action with the tufted puffins up there, the tr- trading off uh, males and females or pairs or whatever, whatever whatever's going on, I don't, I'm not sure the exact uh, life history specifics of if the males trade off, if they just, with the females or or how they do incubation, but... You I should know
0: that. I'm pretty sure that. I'm pretty
1: dumb, but <laughs>
0: they told us that in the puffin
1: episode. You know what? I it, it's it's been a while since the puffin episode. You guys
0: tell us how wrong. Yeah, we are. tell
1: tell me how wrong I am. We I'm rely on you for that. Um, but it, it's it's really cool. They've been up there, um, sw- swapping in and out. So there's there's definitely a lot of action going on in the burrows. So, so. That was,
0: yeah, that was fun to watch. Um, so something else that's been going on. There's been a lot of discussion recently. I think I can't remember what the hashtag is. It's like birds need new names or something like that
1: bird bird names for real birds or real names for birds or well, s- so, something like that whatever yeah, show notes
0: yeah show notes. so anyways there's been a lot of discussion going around about uh removing offensive and racist bird name honorifics and if you're not familiar with an, what an honorific is it's you know when they name something after a person so like williamson sapsucker or douglas fur or something like that
1: stellar sea lion
0: yeah so um we're not experts in any of this, but we, we know there's a lot of discussion going on. I've not been super up on it because I have a thousand things going on. Not that it's not important, <laughs> but, um, it's just, yeah, it's something that I know Eric's really been reading a lot about.
1: I've, so I, there's, there's a whole, a whole group of all of us, uh, bird podcasters. We've been, um, having quite a bit of discussion together about this and, uh, I don't speak for the group. They don't speak for me, vice versa, all all that stuff. And like Hannah said, we're our
0: own people.
1: (laughs) Like Hannah said, we're we're not experts. We're not historians. We're not nomenclaturists. If, if that's a word. Is that a
0: thing? I don't know. Sure. Seems like a job that that wouldn't take that long.
1: Someone that is an expert in names, a nomenclaturist.
0: I don't want that job.
1: (laughs) So this, (laughs) Um, but we're, we're not experts in this. So we, we, I, I have an opinion about it. Hannah has an opinion about it and they're not, uh, Expert opinions, but they're opinions.
0: <laughs> everyone <laughs> is entitled to their own. And
1: every, everyone has an opinion about this situation that's going on. Um, and so I I, I fully support getting rid of these the well, racist honorifics.
0: Let's start off from where... Let's start off, yeah. Yeah, so... Start at the beginning. <laughs> okay, so this really was kicked off because... Or at least that we're aware of. Because the American Ornithological Society, who is, I don't know, self-tasked, with um maintaining the bird list, I guess because no one else is really doing it. No so, one else is doing it. And this, they've so been doing, doing it, it yeah. for however long, so we all just rely on them for it. Um, however, you know, there are updates that they make that some people don't make, and yeah, I mean it's not like a hard and fast government organization or anything. It's not the like be all
1: that. end all of bird stuff.
0: But anyways, so they get proposals from people as to making changes. And we've talked about it in past episodes. I think last year we did a whole episode on changes <laughs> and proposals.
1: Lumps and splits and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. And we don't talk about it too much because it's a little bit more like in the weeds than, you know, we really need to get on this podcast. Because a lot of other podcasts do like deep in the weeds things and we don't want to just duplicate everybody else. Yeah. Um, so anyways, the AOS, they were presented with a proposal to change McAllen's Longspur because McCowan was a confederate general and they decided not to make the change to their list, which my understanding is that they decided not to because they aren't really, they don't really see it as in their purview to change the common names of species, but they focus more on like the scientific and the Latin names as well as, you know, like lumps and splits based on science. So, that's my understanding of it, that they were just like, yeah, we're not going to do anything about it because, you know, that's not really what we're here for.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of a ar, an argument that doesn't hold water on either direction for them. Um, I'm, I don't want to bash the AOS. The and AOS has been doing some good things for keeping keeping scientists honest and true. They and this, are focused on science. And this episode but... <laughs> isn't
0: all about this. <laughs> no, no, We're just going to no. talk about it for a minute. Just a few minutes.
1: yeah. Uh, we'll 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 move on past this real quick but um the they are essentially the the i, I don't i don't want to say gatekeepers but they are they are the ones that everyone looks to for deciding what what's the the names are so the um there's a committee that is associated with them the naCC um that is actually the committee that is within the aOS that
0: I think it's That's North all the American Classification Committee.
1: Yeah, so they're they're the ones that dictate the changes. They they vote on all the changes. There's a whole board, all that stuff. So they they decide on whether or not proposals get accepted or de- or declined. They declined the um, the change for McHellen's Longspur back in 2019, um, saying that. There, I can't remember exactly, but it was something like they, they aren't um, the authority on the ethics of the time, so they can't make a decision or there's no overwhelming evidence that the ethics were wrong or something like that. There was also, I believe they sent out something today, um, the um, June 30th, that they, it was something along the lines of um, the, the Longspur was named before McCallan was a Confederate general or a Confederate soldier. So it, it was it was a whole kind of kind of defending, but then they were also kind of fessing up that they made a mistake sort of situation. But e- either way, this is what basically, as far as I can tell, started the conversation, the McCallum's Longspur, um, named essentially after a Confederate general, which is not... A, we, we, we don't need to be honoring Confederate generals. We don't need to be honoring... We need to remember them. We need to know them about history but we don't need to
0: have statues have statues and named,
1: after named him. things after them and all that stuff. But uh this this is basically started the conversation and it's continued on to um basically we want there's there's a proposal out there right now to um remove all the honorifics that are offensive or racist or basically stop people from wanting to be involved in birding like can be can be just horrible people or they've done horrible things or all 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 those potential things i am like i said i'm i'm for changing this there's also i guess it's a coinciding um proposal to change all honorifics and change all bird names it's it's starts getting kind of murky and muddy stuff like that with all sorts of different proposals that are coming out, a bunch of different blogs about this. Um, but we will include a proposal, the proposal in the show notes um, for what was sent to the AOS, and you can sign on. It's a, I think it's a petition, actually, not a proposal.
0: So you can read it if you yeah. want, make your own decision, oh, and sure. choose to sign it if you want to. But, um, yeah, this is something that's going on in Birding right now. We thought if you're not aware of it, you should be um just because in a couple years who knows all the birds might change names yeah
1: we might have 10,000 new names for birds who knows
0: which at that point (laughs) I don't know what I'm gonna do I'm just gonna start numbering them so I saw bird number one today yes I saw bird number two
1: taxonomically numbered yes (laughs) I've I've seen bird number seven I've seen bird number 11
0: I have seen bird number 3096 (laughs) so that's
1: that yeah so moving away from that that's it that's all we have to say about that Um, we had a new review, um, come in just the other day.
0: Yeah. And it was from Midwest Wargaming. So this is, this is just proof that I need to keep up on Twitter because this was all because of Twitter. Um, (laughs) No matter
1: how much we don't want to devote all of our entire day to Twitter.
0: (laughs) Um, so thank you, Midwest War Gaming, who said, not a birder, but maybe I will be. They said, saw you promote the show on a pod junkie tweet. I never knew about these types of podcasts that they existed. I like how you talk about technology and different apps to take birdwatching into the 21st century. So thank you so much, Midwest Wargaming. Appreciate it. And um, I guess I need to keep up on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you to anyone else who's rated and reviewed us. It, we really appreciate it, especially if it's positive.
1: Yeah. And like always, we'll read them no matter, no matter what they say. We'll we'll read them on.
0: Might defend ourselves if it's negative. <laughs> that's
1: that's true. We we might defend ourselves if it's positive.
0: I uh. mean, I kind of have a system here at the hotel. It's it's like a any any compliment. No, what is it? <laughs> it's any criticism you have of me, then I get one criticism of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's only fair. I don't take feed. <laughs> I don't take po- negative feedback well. So. There's that.
1: Yeah, so there's that. So, um, last episode, um, we had um, we had some people listen. A couple people here and there. Um, our number one listened city was uh, Portland, Oregon. Woo! Which, yeah, that's Portland. exciting. It's not that far from us. Um, and then our second most was a tie. Um, I feel like second is, seems to consistently be a tie, multiple-way tie, usually. <laughs> um, this week, it was uh, Victoria, B.C. and Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. So
0: good
1: job guys thank you guys all for listening that's awesome
0: um yes and so this is our first episode of our third season which seasons are silly now well we're not taking a break
1: it's well yeah it's silly that we don't (laughs) take a break but also that uh it's just a year so we we podcasted we started last june we started two two junes ago and then we after we went for a full year we decided you know what Season two now, after after three hundred sixty five days, <laughs> season two, and then now now we're you know at season three, so that, that's where we're at, season three.
0: <laughs> so welcome everyone to season <laughs> three of Hannah and Eric's party. Um, so our main ish story episode. For you, besides all of the Confederate generals and all that other stuff. Um, we went on a recent trip to the Malheur National Wildlife Refuge, which is yes, a fantastic did. place. So we've got that for you. And we also have the results. That's not really the right word. <laughs> we have the answers to the secret questions for year number two. Yeah, so,
1: so all, all, all last season, all last 2019-20... Twenty Twenty slash Nineteen, whatever it was, last year we um, asked everyone se- our secret question, and we'll we'll get into it. We'll get into we'll, it, we'll, we'll get into but
0: first it. you have to listen to us talk about the Malheur.
1: Yeah, so the Malheur is fantastic. If oh you're, my gosh! If you're not familiar, it is a national wildlife refuge, um, which includes a lake and a bunch of uh, high high desert, I guess, Ish. high prairie.
0: Sure.
1: Um, out in eastern Oregon,
0: and it is well known by many because in. T- I don't remember what year it was. A, a
1: couple of years ago, but
0: there was a takeover of the headquarters area mm-hmm. by some localish people, the Bundy family. Which every time from, I from think, Idaho. I mean, every time I think about it, it's like either Al Bundy or Ted Bundy. There's a lot of Bundys. It's uh,
1: it's a name that doesn't have a very positive. If if you're a Bundy and you're not negative, that's that's we good. had some Bundy. Awesome. We had but, some Bundys
0: stay here, and they were very pleasant people.
1: Yeah, but I feel like there's just a negative connotation for some reason, like Al Bundy.
0: Al Bundy wasn't that all that bad. He
1: he had he had some pretty sexist uh, views.
0: That's true, but yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> there's some
1: pretty sexist views in that show, but
0: it's so, one of my favorite shows. So
1: Al, Al-, Al Bundy, <laughs> not not the greatest guy. And Ted, then Ted Bundy, Bundy killed
0: a lot of killed people. killed a lot of
1: people. Not the greatest guy.
0: Yeah,
1: and then this uh, I can't remember what the Bundy was.
0: Well, the the Bundys. Your, were, the Bundys. They were it was a family. Yeah. Um anyways, they took over the Malheur National Wildlife Refuge headquarters a handful of years ago to protest like open grazing on, on public lands and um, fees associated with that. So we hadn't been there since that happened. Um, we went there once in like twenty twelve, I think, and just mm-hmm. driving through. So we didn't get a whole lot of time there.
1: Like we, we I think we got out of the car for like two minutes There's and saw so a short eared owl. Got bit
0: by a million mosquitoes, got in the car, and continued driving. But that was like, that was like the best trip because. Um, I, w- we were fairly new to birding and we would like drive around the corner and I'd like flip through the Sibley guide that I had and Eric would be like, <laughs> what bird are we going to see next? And I'd be like, um, I don't know, black still. And there'd be one.
1: <laughs> like every <laughs> single time it would be like, oh, what are we going to see? And then she, American avocet, boom, right there.
0: Yeah. Yellow headed inc-
1: blackbird. Boom. Right there.
0: It was incredible. <laughs> so yeah, we have fond memories of it and people flock there, you know, from around Oregon and in the U S it's probably one of the top places to go. Birding in the U.S. I think. At least in Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had a we had a couple day breaks, so we decided to go a weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's about a seven hour drive from where we live here in uh, Cannon Beach, Oregon, and so we decided to break it up by staying the night over in Bend, which we've talked about Bend in our show before because we love Bend. It's beautiful. Bend's fantastic. It's like just really calming. And a lot of great beer there.
1: It's it's probably like the sagebrush, like the smell of like sagebrush and juniper. That's probably what makes it calming.
0: That's so weird because like, people come to the ocean and they're like, "Oh, it's so calming," and apparently it's like the negative ions that come off the ocean. And like, yeah. it just makes me tired. I just don't feel re- I don't feel <laughs> relaxed here. I
1: yeah, I don't feel relaxed. I feel tired. Yeah. In, in, in Bend, I feel relaxed but not tired. I know, like energetic I mean, and relaxed.
0: It's like, kind of ah. like a warm, sweet heat.
1: Yes. <laughs> Warm sweet heat
0: I mean everything kind of smells sweet Because like the juniper yeah. <laughs> So anyways So day one um, got up early Drove over to Bend And on the way we I was looking at E-Bird And you know the Oregon Bird Listserv And people were talking about a veery That was being seen at this place called Black Butte Swamp Which was like maybe What half an hour outside of Bend About a half hour yeah So we decided to go there And like It took us forever to figure out how to get there because it is literally like pulling off on the side of a highway. It's a
1: GPS coordinate on the side of an empty highway.
0: Yeah, I don't know how people find these things, but like people were saying, oh, there's Viri in there. You just have to like go to this one coordinate. And so, like, we got out of the car and like I was trying to like navigate to this coordinate and there's like a whole line of um, like birch trees or alders Alders, or something like that. And we're like, I'm not going through that.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna end up with ticks. Yeah, so climb climbing through all this brush.
0: So we walked the tree line a little bit, um, back and forth and there were some flycatchers.
1: Yeah, quite quite a few flycatchers.
0: We thought we saw a dusky, turned out not to be a dusky.
1: No, uh, it so I posted a Thai naturalist. Um I got a couple of pictures of just the back, nothing of the front. And uh the consensus was immediately Hammond's and then Everyone kind of shifted over towards maybe dusky, and then it kind of settled on in pitmax.
0: That just made <laughs> so, me feel good though, because I was like diehard. It's a dusky, yeah. and then Eric's like, "It can't be a dusky. We can't get that lucky."
1: I know, seriously, and and, and it. Who knows? Who knows what it actually was? It's it's on iNaturalist. Maybe I'll maybe I'll include a link to that, and everyone can you can make
0: your own judgments. Everyone can
1: make their own judgments. You 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 can see, see if you can uh, check the boxes and make it uh, make it one way or the other.
0: I can't remember what the, the really good field characteristic was, but we ran, bumped into a guy when we were there and he's mm-hmm. like, well, did you hear a call? And I had just read Cornell, um, what their, their thing says. And it says like, not, not a good field mark It's identifying by call. So it was yeah. like, okay, well, apparently, and I said that and you guys both looked at me like I was crazy. I, I, I hadn't like, read
1: the field guide recently. I
0: know, but it was like, <laughs> Cornell says this. <laughs> so apparently that's not a good mark. Um, uh, so anyways, then uh, couldn't find the very headed off to Calliope Crossing. Because
1: you got to go there. If you're going past Sisters, you have to at least stop at Calliope it's Crossing for a few like, minutes.
0: It just makes me happy. I posted on Twitter, like, is there a place that makes you happy? Like birding, and people posted all sorts of stuff. But Calliope Crossing is like some place that definitely makes me happy. That's
1: a good one. I mean, you it's it's a forest road, a forest service road that is right on the side of the highway. It's a quarter mile in from the from the highway, so you're not really that far in.
0: And it has like a stream that runs through it. Yeah, a little, a
1: little tiny stream, a little marshy. A, a culvert that you walk across. It's marshy, it's
0: It sounds secluded. Just like, like trickling water. I mean, it's just so pleasant.
1: And lo- and lots and lots of birds, tons of birds. This is a it's a really good hot spot because of the water and the area that it's in water is at a premium. So Water brings everyone down to the water. So it's. Water. Water brings water. Water. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> so then uh, it started raining. So we decided to head off to another place that had a, a lease flycatcher being seen. And this is just like a rule of like, you need, or a. Uh, a lesson learned about like you need to really read the eBird like reports. <laughs> so like don't, we, don't
1: don't just assume because somebody says it's there that you don't need to read read the description.
0: Yeah, re, man. So we like got to the place where it was being seen, and people were like saying, you know, on the way in, like, oh, that you know, they they were seen on the road, and I was like, okay, looking for it on the road, nothing, nothing, nothing. We get to the place where um, people the the hotspot, and so we started walking on the trail. You know where we assumed it was going to be we like we didn't walk that far on the trail i mean it was maybe like a total of a mile yeah
1: but there's lots of good birds like we we saw we saw all sorts of really cool stuff
0: yeah no definitely like
1: it, it was it was worth the walk
0: yeah it was a nice walk <laughs> but it was like i just really want to see this least fly because everybody else has seen it and so we were walking back to the car after you know looking at woodpeckers and i can't remember Exactly what else there was were out so there.
1: many chipping sparrows, oh, chipping sparrows right. like crazy. And then we had and a couple like, red tails up high,
0: and it's like big juniper, you know, kind mm-hmm. of plantation oh, sort I, of place. I got some
1: house wren photos too from like five feet away, like as close as my camera can focus, that's as close as I was to the house wren. And it's just, I and the and the shutter, like, everyone, everyone knows like the chattering noise that you can make, like, like pishing and stuff for wrens shutter the shutter on your camera is amazing at pishing wrens like you can you can push a wren from a mile away with a camera shutter so at, at least that's what i've I've noticed but like the house wren like as soon as i took the first photo all of a sudden he's just and he's up and out and he's just hanging out and it's like oh i can take a hundred more photos of this guy just hanging out like five feet away because the shutter is like cocaine to them or something i don't know
0: <laughs> so we're like walking back to the car and i start reading through everybody's report and it's like Oh, don't go on the trail. Go on the side road next to the, <laughs> the stream. It's like two hundred feet down. And so we like we're like, well dang it. Why didn't I read this? <laughs> but, so It would
1: have saved us an hour.
0: I mean, it was a really nice hike. It's oh, yeah. I we're never really like off trails kind of people. Like we typically stick to the trail, but oh, yeah. like we're like We don't want to disturb
1: the habitat. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. But when we were out there we were like really going off road and and I felt like I was parkouring like walking over rocks <laughs> like <laughs> through like so
1: there's not a lot needles. of trails out in, out in that area of like the area it's just it's open it's just, open habitat yeah. that kind of some sometimes has a trail sometimes doesn't and then it's just kind of not a lot of people are out there and go out there so having trail maintenance doesn't doesn't make sense well and it's guess. like
0: forest service lands so yeah, yeah. um so anyways, we go exactly where the reports were, and out pops the least flycatcher.
1: <laughs> like, within, like, seconds of us getting to where people said it's supposed to be. So, so read the report. <laughs>
0: yeah. Jeez. <laughs> read the comments in ha- the eBird.
1: I think this is probably, like, maybe the fifth time that we've said the phrase, read the read the eBird report, instead of, because <laughs> we are terrible about reading the eBird report. We are just... We're like, oh, there's
0: a bird there. Okay, we don't take our own gonna... advice. Yeah. Well, it's like with a red tail. Like I will always look for a red tail, and you know the speckling on his breast or whatever. I will never look for the patagial patch. Like that's just not. I mean, I could be told that a hundred times. I'm. It's just not something I'm looking for.
1: See, I I am the exact opposite. I don't even look at the tail so if it's if it's a really if it's a really dark red tail and i can't tell if it has if it's where it's like i'm not sure if it has a potential patch and it turns and it has a bright red tail i won't even notice the tail sometimes i'll be i'll still be looking for the potential patch and i'll just ignore the whole tail entirely and i'm like i'm trying to see so widened your your purview i guess would be the
0: no i just need to not like (laughs) find other cheats it's like it's so obvious (laughs) Um, so anyways, we got to Bend, we checked into our, one of our favorite hotels, the old St. Francis, which is a McMinimins property. And we've talked about McMinimins a thousand times. Lots Um, of really good beer. Yeah. Good Good beer. Good food. Interesting place to stay. Um, so then the next morning we were getting up super early to drive to the Mallier,
1: Three and a half hours away still.
0: Two and a half hours. Two and a half. Calm down. Six yeah. and a half
1: hours away. <laughs> Eleven and a half hours away from us. <laughs>
0: it's basically across the world.
1: It's basically, yeah.
0: <laughs> and we, like, didn't see hardly anything the whole way out there. Like, driving there, it's, like, just driving past Sagebrush. It's, like, yeah. two and we a half saw, hours of Sagebrush. We saw sagebrush.
1: two golden eagles on a pole.
0: We did. That You're was right. kind of cool. Yeah. And we haven't seen those for a while, so that was really cool. Yeah. So, once we got to Burns, like, you take a ride on some highway that takes you out to the Mallard. Mm-hmm. it's still like half an hour from there or so.
1: It, I, yeah, something like that. It was like 30, 33 miles or something but from, not, back, from Burns.
0: not even that far, like, away down the road did we start hearing yellow-headed blackbirds. And it was like, oh my gosh, we <laughs> are home. <laughs> like, we're
1: there. We're there. And and it was, it was like two minutes out of Burns. And so I it's know. like, okay, well, now we still have another half hour before we get anywhere. But
0: we're here. Yeah, and it's just... <laughs> It's absolutely gorgeous out there. Like if you have never had the chance to like just drive through, it's not even like farm roads. I don't even know what to call it. Like there are a couple farms, but it's mostly like ranch land. Yeah. It's like
1: open, open ranch land. I think, I don't know what the actual, but it's, like ownership of the land out there is It's very
0: freeing. And like a lot of the times when I'm, we're driving long distances, I think about the people on the Oregon trail because my ancestors came over on the Oregon trail and I think about all the things that they saw, and like how far they could walk in a day, you know. And like, this must be so boring. Well, it, to we'll, walk through,
1: we'll we'll see signs for like it'll be like sixty five miles to this, and it's like, huh? That would right. take them two Six, days. Sixty five miles. That's that's more than two days. That's we're we're talking about like a week <laughs> to, to go sixty five miles. Like we're we're gonna be there in an hour. Yeah. Like this is. These distances, for us, is like, nothing. But thinking about back then, it's, like, nothing but flat. I know. For, for a week. <laughs> <I know. laughs> You're just walking for a week. It's insane.
0: Yeah, that'd be crazy. Um, so, anyways, we finally, we saw the Yellowhead Blackbirds, and we finally got to the first hotspot called the Narrows, which, um, it's, like, it's the highway, and then there's, like, water on either side yeah so. it's
1: like i think it's an outfall for the lake and it's uh it's a kind of a narrow spot going to another lake um for the the mallier lake versus the other, another lake that's adjacent um and they've set up some uh water um control devices that uh help uh mitigate like carp and stuff like that so there's there's a bunch of like interpretive panels that I read a little bit about
0: But anyways, <laughs> there's like avocets and pintails and Franklin's goals and like cliff swallows all over the place it was it was beautiful. And in,
1: in, in what seemed like the middle of the desert, all of a sudden we see all of this.
0: Yeah. So that was, yeah, it's just like super exciting mm-hmm. all of a sudden to see all these yeah. things and just tons of like ducks and yeah, pintails and things it, and phalaropes too. We had a F- couple, C- couple of A couple
1: phalaropes. There was some, there was a um, Savannah sparrow hanging out down in the thing, That's which right. we were hoping it was a more exciting sparrow. <laughs> uh, Savannah's exciting. It's a, it's a cool sparrow. Which but... we'll get to. But we were hoping for some other sparrows.
0: And then um, we, from there, we headed off to the Mallier headquarters, which we actually hadn't been there before. Before when we came to Mallier, we really just did the Narrows, and then a couple other little hotspots on the way. Uh, but the Mallier headquarters was gorgeous. There was a gentleman mowing and leaf blowing that.
1: So <laughs> was all, all, of my record- all of my recordings of the catbird that was there, yeah, gone. All of my recordings of the American Red Star, gone. Um and there was there was another bird I was trying to record and it's gone. Because well I mean he's gotta it's, do it's, what he's gotta do. Yeah, I'm maintenance is maintenance. It needs to be done. I am not at all belittling his his work. He's out there working hard. I do that work a lot. It's that's what it, it's it, loud. It, it needs to be done, and, and it's there's not there's not a lot around getting around to being loud. It
0: was just funny <laughs> that there were some other people so frustrated, and it's like, guys, we're out here on like a Wednesday, okay? I know, like, it's
1: a, a Wednesday afternoon, like what?
0: <laughs> like he couldn't have picked a better time to do it.
1: That is that is ideal time <laughs> for maintenance if, if you're working in a park.
0: But the headquarters area is not that large. Like there's um, a couple buildings, all of which were closed. There was no staff that I could see around, other than the. Maintenance guy. I think he was a host. I think he was too. He had yeah. a truck that he drove away in. But anyways, so there was um, like couple buildings all closed and then a big pond that was just off the, the like headquarters area and then also um, like a tree line around like the, the grass. And so around the grass somebody was like telling us oh there's some great horned owl babies and so we went over there and oh my gosh they were just right there in the tree right above us staring at us like what are you doing leave me alone yeah so and, we left
1: them alone <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that was super cool and we also saw right reports. over the road yeah we also saw reports that people were seeing gray catbird there and american red start so went got our state lifers of those guys
1: yeah the the, the catbird very vocal very very vocal and they, for, they, they were out in the open for a minute, or he the, the, the one that was there was out in the open for a minute, and then he would duck down, and he was gone for like 15 minutes. But the whole time he was gone, super vocal, calling out nonstop all over the place. And then we ended up finding California quail, trying to re-find the, the catbird. And then when the catbird finally came out, it was a perfect bright light, came out, just super proud of itself.
0: And we went down to the pond, and there's like a little uh, blind there, and that that place is paradise. It's just a pond with like cattails around it and mm-hmm. just yellow-headed blackbirds calling from all around
1: and brown headed cowbirds
0: and brown, yeah, a couple <laughs> brown headed cowbirds and um there were three common nighthawks just flying over the pond like, yeah. you know, getting insects in like the middle of the day, which we don't typically see them in the middle of the day. Yeah. And they yeah, they were all over the place just like jets flying around
1: if if you guys have never seen the um i think it was a a boomerang or maybe it was a video hannah took of me last year when we were up in seattle
0: it should be a gift it should how do i get gifts on the gift rolodex yeah because it needs to be on the gift <laughs> it's rolodex. So funny. Me,
1: me trying to take pictures of swallows in flight just swinging the camera around like a maniac. This that, that's that's <laughs> like what I was, off bees. <laughs> like I'm fighting off bees with the lens. That's, this is what I looked like trying to get pictures of the common Nighthawks, which I ended up with a couple. They're but not great photos. <laughs> but I, I looked like I was trying to be off bees with my lens, try, trying to get them.
0: Anyways, so um, had, <laughs> it was our, fun. had our fill of that. We got a couple people in the and the red start so that was really fun to to go birding sort of like quote unquote with people yeah o-
1: almost with people yeah that was that was exciting
0: and then I was like furiously checking eBird because like this trip was also to get some lifers, and so I was looking at eBird and um, on Obal, and I saw that one of our friends Tom had re- he'd been out there like the week before. Like everybody had been to the Mallier, like the week before. Yeah, we'd so been there. apparently
1: we were a week late. Like, I know the week before apparently was the best time well, to go.
0: We let the, everybody else scout it out, and yeah, there we go. <laughs> we just like poached all their yeah, sightings. Yeah, we poached all their sightings. Yeah. So um, <laughs> our friend Tom had a post from. This road that we drove past called Ruh Red Lane, which is hard for me to say. I kept wanting to say Ruh Ruh Road. Ruh Ruh Road, <laughs> and it's literally just a road with like two or three houses on it. And um, down there, you know, three miles or so, we just got
1: some cattle and stuff like that down there.
0: But we got Sage Thrasher and we got Blue R- Brewer Sparrow. Just B-
1: both were lifers. Yeah. Both the the Brewer Sparrow ca- calling a couple a couple sightings of them kind of distant off. And then the sage thrasher calling a lot and like
0: yelling at yelling us, yelling
1: at us like ten feet away from the car. So that was that was nice, getting some really really close looks at the sage thrasher and really loud calls of the sage thrasher right at us.
0: So that was awesome um, to get the, both those guys. And then also on our way back, um, I you know looking at eBird, one of our friends Kayla had posted a rock run at a place called Wright's Point, which is. I mean, it's like a—it's where people go to dump stuff,
1: <laughs> like I guess. not legally. I think it's supposed—it's supposed to be a overlook point, and it is. I don't an think overlook.
0: I don't think an actual dedicated overlook. It's just what people like, overlook because it's like you, you like almost go over like a mountain chain or a mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's ridge there's, line. there's like a
1: ridge line right there as as you're in between Burns and the Mallier.
0: And it's like just rocky outcroppings. And um, yeah, had two or three rock wren.
1: Yeah, just a bunch of rock wren just hanging out. Rock wrens. I'm going to use the proper uh, plurals in there. Sorry,
0: Mr. Nomenclaturist.
1: (laughs) You're the one that gets so offended (laughs) when I don't use an article with the I just don't like it when
0: you don't say the or
1: a. I'll use my articles and I'll use my plurals.
0: Appreciate Um,
1: it. So there
0: was a bunch of rock wrens and a lot of trash too. So guys, please weird. don't yeah. yeah, there was like a I don't know, there was a couple like hides of animals yeah, and an- I could not figure hides. out what animal it was.
1: It they had like fluffy tails but they were the size of deer. I don't know. Like not not like it fluffy almost, like deer tail but like a fox tail.
0: But it, like, I almost thought it was a dog.
1: I I have no idea, but it was just the hide.
0: And also like a stove that somebody had like dumped there. So don't do that. It's weird. not cool. But apparently weird it makes for there. good rock wren habitat.
1: Yeah. They oh they the rock friends were super excited and just like the house friends they were super excited. Well, they were super excited <laughs> were so to be excited in the rocks. They were so excited that
0: they like finally had a stove. They finally had a stove. Yes, <laughs> we can oh, cook finally. food. Finally.
1: No, so they so what I, my mind was getting ahead of my words with the excited part. They they were excited that my camera shutter sounded like someone pitching for them. Oh, okay. that's what they were excited about. So just like the house house friends, like as soon as I started firing that the camera, they raced over to find out what the heck that sound was and they were just they were just hanging out up up on rocks out in the open so that was that was kind of exciting for me exciting and then they were excited to find out what the heck i was
0: so then we decided to head back to um bend uh we stopped at a gas station and like we're still in covid Right now, like quarantine, and like nobody had a mask on. We were the one, we were the weirdos wearing masks, and yeah. like there was getting no getting stares from
1: everyone. There was us. no
0: signs like on the gas station. I was really surprised. No,
1: no employees wearing masks, no nothing. It was just dis- disappointing to say the least.
0: It's just a different kind yeah. of place, you know.
1: It's it's out in one of the counties in Oregon that,
0: uh, one of the more rural, counties. one of the
1: more, more rural counties that, uh, that sued the governor for like shutting things down. So.
0: So anyways, it's one of those places. Um on our way back, I was like, can we strike lucky one more time? And so I was like looking up other birds that we needed in that area. Uh thank you ebird by the way for your <laughs> target species thing because that feature is gold. Um It's gold. Huh? It's gold. <laughs> and so like almost um almost all the way back to Bend. I noticed on this like side road that one of our friends, Alex, has seen a sagebrush sparrow like two weeks before. And I was like, okay, maybe we can go get that. It's
1: just some random, weird, like
0: I don't know why they were out there.
1: I don't know. It my my assumption is that's where he got his lifer. So he was taking his girlfriend out so that she could get her lifer there.
0: Okay, we'll have to ask him. I
1: don't yeah, we'll have to talk to Alex. Like, about that. what
0: were you doing out why, on this road? W- this random road, it's weird. I mean, it almost looks like an oil road you know yeah oh for sure it, it's not it's like a atv road but it's almost like if you ever are like in texas and you see like the oil roads that are just like a road there literally to go to an oil rig it's like that yeah but it's atv i guess um but anyways we just stopped on the side of this random road and out pops the sagebrush sparrow yeah
1: and well so we, we didn't stop and then it popped out. We were driving along looking for it. Like okay. this is this is our idea. We're going to find we're going to find a sage or a sparrow out here. And then there was some movement in the in the in the sagebrush. And it was like, "Oh, this is it. That's it. That's a sparrow." So we pull over and that was it. Like I, I was like kind of sarcastic. That's it. That's it. We got it. <laughs> but then as soon as we as soon as we pulled over, got out of the car, that it's exactly what it was. I wa- walked a little bit out into the brush and then got got a couple pictures of it.
0: Side note, we both got ticks from doing that. Yep. <laughs> so Check yeah, each other for ticks. Yeah, ticks. Um, they're,
1: they're no joking matter. Yeah.
0: So then, got back to the hotel, found the ticks. <laughs> <laughs> um, then our last day, uh, got up early, had pretty good breakfast. Finally, like in a restaurant, like people and masks and all. Yeah. And then um, had to go back to Cannon Beach because Eric is a firefighter in training and has to be back for that. And so, we decided we were going to stop again for a couple more species on the way. So, everybody was like, you have to go to Cold Springs Camp if you want to get a Townsend Solitaire. And so, we were like, okay, we'll trust you. We'll do it. And there was this right. one trail, and you're <laughs> going to get it right there. And so, we, like, got on the trail, and everyone was like, oh, it's only, like, 50 feet in or something like that. And so... First off, they were like, you have to check out these Williamson sapsuckers that are nesting in which a tree. Which
1: were super cool. The whole time we were there, I could hear nothing but just the the chicks up in the nest. Just cheep, 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 cheep. And then the parents coming in and feeding. And that was, that was super exciting. And then out, out of nowhere, we start hearing this call, which I had no idea. I, I got a couple recordings of it. I have yet. I'll... They might be in the intro or outro to this episode. I don't know. I haven't I haven't listened to them yet. But the um, there's this call just on and on and on. Like, what the heck is this call? And it was a McGillivary's warbler,
0: which is also it, another target species. It was a
1: target species, but we thought it was gar- like it was over. We we'd missed it. We were, we were like, well, it's we're not gonna get. We're it. We're never so, gonna get it. So we'll, we'll we'll try the next time. But boom, I, I I got some recordings of it. Probably not that great, but I got some recordings of it. I got some pictures of it, and it's just, like, boom.
0: And, Parker. yeah, we got to look at it. It was so cool. It's awesome. Yeah. So that worked out. And then, yeah, so we're still looking at, for that Townsend Solitaire, and we see, we, like, hear a bird call in the distance, and, you know, granted, we're only, like, 50 feet on the trail and haven't gone that far. And our friend Tom was like, oh, it'll be in the, the campground. They're all over the campground. <laughs> so we were like, okay, maybe we'll, we'll just, like... We'll just go
1: get back to the car, go drive down to the campground, and go take a look
0: around. Yeah, so that was the plan. And then we heard something calling, and we were looking and decided, you know, that that was probably the solitaire.
1: And... We, we ended up, we, we ended up getting, uh, so we heard, heard something calling and it sounded, sounded like the solitaire and it's like, okay, that's, that's probably it. And we, so we walked back to the car and then it pops out like at the top, it's like, I don't know, not the top, but probably, Pretty like, near the probably top. like seven, 60 feet up maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Cl- close to the top of the canopy. Just on, on, on like the left side, just barely in the light, like Townsend Solitaire, like an immature, just hanging out right there. It's like, oh, well, geez. I guess we don't need to go to the campground. <laughs> I mean, we're running low on time, but...
0: So that was pretty easy. And then our last, very last stop was to Blackbeet Swamp again to Gotta see if we could again. find the Veery. And, like, the night before, I was messaging our friend Tom, who... Put the coordinate on there. And he was like, literally walk to the coordinate. And I was like, so you want us to go through the tree line? And he was like, yes, go through the tree line. Because we <laughs> thought, like, it's called Blackbeet Swamp. So we were like, okay, well, it's going to be a swamp back there. We I, don't want to go traipsing through a swamp.
1: I, I, I assumed because of the alders, because alders grow in more more swampy conditions, that the ground was going to be soft, and we were going to go down there and be disturbing, disturbing a lot yeah. of stuff. Like we were going to be sinking in, leaving big footprints, changing the drainage, like stuff like that. I was, I was worried about messing up stuff like that, and it wasn't like that. Yeah. So Eric
0: followed deer trail in, and <laughs> yeah,
1: we, we we found a deer trail. Yeah,
0: we get on the other side of it, and like a minute later, he hears the Viri calling in a tree right next to it. Yeah. So, tick got that one. Boom.
1: <laughs> No no ticks there though. Well
0: ha ha ha. I meant like tick, <laughs> like an e bird tick. Oh I
1: see, I see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One one of those. Good a a mark on your checklist. Yes. I see. Check. Okay. okay.
0: <laughs> so got back home, had a pretty good weekend. Yeah,
1: so seven lifers for a weekend. Yeah. That was that was good. Yeah. And, I mean lifers that are all like Everyone gets an Oregon, Well, but, except for but Viri. Them. Yeah, Viri was, Viri was a pretty good bird. Yeah. That, that was a really good bird for, for that area.
0: Yeah, so that was fun. We liked that.
1: Yeah. I can't wait to go back.
0: So moving <laughs> on, uh, this is this concludes our second year of podcasting. One would even call it the beginning of our third year. Um, I mean,
1: with it being episode one, I guess we could call it the beginning of the third year. Yeah.
0: So either way, um, we've had some amazing adventures. And talked with some truly amazing people that do incredible things over the last year. Um, just to highlight a few things, we s- talked with Susan about mountain warbler, mountain quails, and then we eventually saw one.
1: We eventually it took almost, almost an later. entire year after we were with Susan <laughs> to see <laughs> the mountain quail.
0: Um, we talked with Travis about condors. We talked with a couple people about marble near leds. Heidi about um, dead Winter birds strikes. for science. Yeah, and how to be safer for them. Um, we talked with Diana about or- the... the
1: Oregon Birding Association. We went to Sweden. We talked to all sorts of people in Sweden. We didn't interview anyone there, but we, t- we talked all sorts of people in Sweden.
0: <laughs> and Norway and went on that cool cruise and went to Estonia, which was mm-hmm. my highlight of that whole trip.
1: Yeah, we went to the Rio Grande Valley Birding Festival. We interviewed a bunch of women guides.
0: You did a couple Christmas bird counts.
1: I did a couple. You you uh, watched the hotel while I, while I had fun.
0: You're welcome. And we talked with Megan about least terns mm-hmm. down in San Diego and what you can do to go protect them from really pokey plants.
1: We talked to Sarah about the must-see birds in Oregon. We uh, we interviewed a bunch of people about tufted puffins. We went to the and Bird Symposium. We just San Diego Bird Festival.
0: Yeah. So.
1: A pile of stuff.
0: Yeah, we've. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a year, and it's been a great year. Saw a lot of lifers and met a lot of really cool people. So thank you all for tuning in, checking it out. Your reward is that you get to listen to the secret question answers. Yeah, the so. question
1: that we dumped on people with no warning whatsoever.
0: So here they are. What is birding?
1: Birding is the best opportunity to engage with something that you can always be present for. You'll find a bird on every continent on this planet, every state in the Union, and every park in your community. I hope everyone has an opportunity to do it, and I hope that we could also address the challenges to make it accessible to all, ultimately.
0: So Tim, our question for you uh, is, what is birding?
2: What is birding? Birding is something you can do anywhere, at any time, with or without optics, Because birds are around all the time, all you have to do is look and listen. And that's what birding is, looking and listening and learning about the birds and what they're doing and why they're here and not elsewhere, how they're adapted to this environment. It gets more and more interesting the more you get into it.
0: So, Megan, our secret question for you is,
3: what is birding? What is birding? Okay, so it depends on who you are, I suppose, because birding can look like many things to many different people. Um, For someone who's maybe a little bit less experienced, it's just starting out. Birding can be looking out your window and, and checking out the beautiful hummingbird that's feeding at your feeder. And maybe you don't know what kind of hummingbird it is, but you're appreciating it. And then maybe next week you go grab your guide and then you identify it. And then you have embarked on this amazing journey of becoming a birder. Um, Then you can also get the hardcore birders who want the very, very particular little brown job that literally no one can identify. and, And there's only one that's ever been seen ever before in the whole History of the universe and they're gonna find it and they've got all their scopes They're carrying their body weight and camera gear and they're trudging through um, The most remote jungles and then they hide out for days and then they never see it. (laughs) I don't know So I guess it it depends and I think that it's important for people to not be intimidated when they first break in because Sometimes as hardcore burners can be intimidating because they know all the bird species. You don't even want to make a suggestion because you're like, oh, I'm going to be wrong. Um, And sometimes other uh, equally interesting natural phenomena are happening, and the hardcore birders are like, no, but that sparrow. And you're like, well, wait, what about over here? So I think it, it can look like many different things to many different people, whatever you're comfortable with, and then it can evolve with you as you grow into your bird nerddom.
0: Okay, Chris. So, what is birding?
4: Okay, so for me, birding and bird watching are two very different things. Um, bird watching is the the tendency to just look for birds wherever you happen to be. You know, I'm sitting on my porch. I'm looking at birds out back. I'm bird watching. Uh, I go for a walk through the park, and I happen to see a, a blue jay. I was bird watching. Birding is the the sport of actively seeking out birds. Not necessarily specific birds, but your purpose is to go see birds. It's to enjoy them, it's to photograph them, it's to listen to them, but your, your target is to see birds. Uh, Not by happenstance, but by determination.
0: So, um, Jenna, our question for you is what is birding? What is
2: birding? Birding is, my gut reaction is that birding is making your, uh, making birds a part of your life. So, birding is this very intimate experience where you are not only seeing birds but also beca- appreciating what they do, their behaviors, their activities, their nests. Uh, birding is at the very fundamental level counting and identifying species, but at a much more important level it's appreciating feathered creatures. <laughs> By every, every time you identify and count a bird, you appreciate it a little bit more. You're, you're looking at it and you're spending that time, that quality time appreciating nature. And that's birding to me.
0: So our question for you, Scott, is what is birding? What is birding? Wow.
4: For me, birding is spent time spent in the outdoors. Um, it can be alone. It can be with friends. Um, And the pursuit of the day is the sort of, for me, is the mystery of who you're going to see, what you're going to see. And it doesn't have to be a rare thing. I mean, I can love to see something that's actually fairly common, but see it in a beautiful setting or light. Um, And that can help make my day or to see a really cool behavior. So for me, birding is not just the list for the day. It's kind of the quality of the list for the day for me.
0: Heidi, our secret question is, what is birding? Oh,
2: man. I kind of want to quote Barbara Kingsolver, because when she was asked, like, what is the value of a cardinal, her response was, like, ask a cardinal what is the value of a human. Um, I do think birding does turn into a little bit of a divisive label. Because as soon as you say, oh, this is so-and-so, they're a birder, or this is so-and-so, they're not a birder, like, if they have interest, they're kind of... Oh. If they don't have interest... Eh, they're my sister. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, there's, there's a whole spectrum in there of... the responses to, dare I say, othering. So what is birding, for me, would be breathing slash being conscious, um, but I'm sure other people have, have other definitions. Ooh, that, that is a good secret question.
4: <laughs> Hold on. Hello, um, this is, my name is Jeremy, and I'm from Seattle,
3: Washington. And birding, to me, is getting out and enjoying these magnificent little animals that are also dinosaurs on a regular basis and sharing that information and that love with other
4: people in your life. Thank you. You have a great podcast and both of you guys are awesome. Bye. Birding is great fun outdoors, self-competition and a chance to educate yourself and others about this wonderful planet and the various creations therein in the form of
0: birds. So Eric, what is birding?
1: So I think birding is it's not as deep a thought as a lot of these other people had, <laughs> but birding is like it's the it's the intentional act of going out and seeking birds. So bird watching would be in my in my thought just kind of the incidental, like you've you you notice a bird and then you watch it. But birding is you had an intent for X time frame or X d- destination that you're going to, that you will find birds, you will seek to identify them, and you'll learn something about them throughout the process. So it's the the intentional act. Bird watching is kind of like the. I guess amateur versus professional, <laughs> even, even though they're, they're both amateur or they're both professional. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> either, either way, the, um, bird, bird watching like, is just like one step behind birding. And birding, I think, is just intentional. That would, that would be my answer. The, in, the in, intentional act of looking at birds. That's
0: like the textbook definition. Is it? <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, there we, I, I am a textbook and that's the definition. What What is birding, Hannah?
0: You know, I've thought about this a lot over the years since we've had this question. And birding, I think, is about the places you go, the people you meet, and the birds that you see. So it's more comprehensive than just, like, going out and looking at birds. It's about, it's about all the cool people that you meet on the trail, even the not cool people, I think. Um, and, you know, in the field and, like, at festivals and that I think that it's about looking at different places and habitats and learning about those places and habitats and all the different little components that make birds what they are, the habitats, the food, the, you know, water that they may live in or around. And birding is more than just going out and looking at birds. It's about all of the components that make up the community And, you know, the good parts and the bad parts that make up the communities, that birding is, it's a totally unique and semi-understated thing, you know. It's gaining more traction, and more and more people are doing it because it's easier, it's a good hobby to start doing in quarantine because you don't have to be out and talk to people, and you can go out into the middle of nowhere and do it. Uh, But birds are everywhere, and birding is the act of, looking at birds but also meeting people, seeing places, all that jazz. All right. That's my rambling.
1: Yeah? <laughs> okay, well th- um thank you guys all for listening. This is uh beginning of season 3. Woo-hoo! If you've been listening the whole time, you listen to us for 2 years now. I've just <laughs> rambling about birds who
0: knows what's in store for season three i don't know we're gonna have to come up
1: with another secret question for season three our
0: whole season two got kind of sidelined at the end
1: (laughs) yeah there's it kind of it kind of went a little sideways i was so proud season three is gonna start off a little sideways too
0: i was so proud of myself that we were like so organized oh my
1: gosh we were doing we were gonna everything was it was all in line whatever and then covid so anyways thank you guys all for listening to our podcast we hope you enjoyed it and or learned something new Please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Music, and anywhere else that you listen to us. If you'd like to connect with us, you can connect to us on, with, with us on the socials. You can follow us at Hannah Goes Birding and Eric Goes Birding on Instagram.
0: Hannah with an H, Eric with a K.
1: You can also follow our Facebook page, Hannah and Eric Go Birding. You can uh, follow our Twitter at We Go Birding. You can also email us at Hannah and Eric Go at gmail.com. You can also check out our website. We got tons of information on our website. All about us, all about Hannah's other podcast, the Women Birders Happy Hour, and all sorts of other just random bird stuff on there. And that's uh, gobirdingpodcast.com. And you can tell us what you hated, tell us what you liked, just uh, share us with everyone and,
0: you know, go birding. Go birding.